2: I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience.
0: Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Your column today is so amazing. Everybody's got to read it. But the point of this, just real quickly, this 22-point memo, you make this brilliant assessment that that it was an email sent by Hunter. It's the only email if you've looked through thousands of these things. It looks like it's it's reflective and smart. It looks like it was taken from a highly classified document, ma'am. Are you are you in concurrence with that?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, it certainly, he's he's been given a... Very deep strategic briefing with information that wasn't on the public record. So, uh, you know, how classified that was, who knows. This is a week before his father travels to Ukraine. Um, this is an uncharacteristically, uh, you know, intelligent, lengthy, well-informed email to his business partner, Devin Archer, who he, this was around the time that he and Devin Archer got onto the board of that corrupt Ukrainian Energy company Burisma that was paying Hunter eighty three thousand dollars a month just to sit on the board when he had no, uh, you know, credentials to do that, Um, and they cut his pay in half when his father ceased to be um, vice president. So it's pretty obvious what they were paying him for, and this is at the time when he's wanting to prove his bona fides to show that he's 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 worth eighty three thousand dollars a month. So he gets hold of this information, and it looks like. Uh, It certainly has the flavor of an official briefing, maybe even a classified one.
2: There's a lot going on here. And in the mountain of reporting on this, one thing struck out to us. And it's from Miranda Devine piece in The New York Post today. And in it, she quotes from a long email that Hunter Biden sent to his business partner in 2014 before a trip to Ukraine. And that email makes it very clear that Hunter Biden was reading classified information he got from his father in violation clear violation of federal law it's very obviously true and if it be proven true and we think it can be proven true they're done with
4: with with with, with, with how much uh, the Russians have been able to infiltrate uh, US, the United States government and and the fact that there's still mainstream people that keep talking about a quote Russian hoax as if they didn't even read the second part of the Mueller report.
5: It's a great point, Joe, because they're using this McGonagall case, those people you're talking about, to discredit the Russia investigation because McGonagall played some small role in it. When actually, to your point, what it shows is how deeply the tentacles of Russian influence wait, wait have a second. reached See, into I our under, government.
4: I don't understand this. Can you get a guy bought off by the Russians working on a Russia investigation that ends up deciding Trump doesn't have contacts with Russia, how stupid do these people think we are? He's on the take from the Russians, from a Russian oligarch, and he right. gives Trump the good housekeeping seal of approval that the FBI does and they're there somehow. I don't understand how they turned this against it. If, if anything, it undermines the FBI's conclusion uh, that, that Donald Trump has a clean bill of health there. When again, even the Republican Senate Intel Committee said that wasn't the case.
5: Yeah, it's a fair point there. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, there were many more FBI agents than Charlie McGonigal who were working on that whole Mueller matter. Uh, and, you know, they all looked as they turned over rock, and they didn't find coordination. But to your point, I mean, a lot of people should go back and read that Senate Intelligence Committee report that you referenced, which, as you said, was written by Republicans and Democrats. Marco Rubio and Mark Warner agreed. And it was actually, in many ways, more damning of Donald Trump than the Mueller report. Uh, and it went into stuff that the Mueller report didn't get into. And it said clearly that the Trump campaign in 2016 posed a counterintelligence. Threat to the United States, and that those folks left themselves open to Russian influence and they engaged in a series of improper contacts with Russian intelligence officers and Russian agents. That is in black and white. Anyone can read it. It's on the internet. It was endorsed by Republicans,
6: Joe. You're making a great point there. So here's what I learned on my trip we're 11 months in this war. Uh, The Russian army is being decimated in many ways. The fight in the East uh, is at a turning point. Without tanks, Ukraine cannot expel Russia with tanks. They can, and this tells me that Germany and the United States, 11 months after the war started, is still not all in in achieving the goal of allowing the Ukraine to expel Russia. They're intimidated, I think, Germany and the United States by the bluster coming from Putin. So here's my statement to the United States: For God's sake, send a few Abrams tanks into Ukraine. They can handle it, and that will open up the floodgates and put pressure. On Germany to send the tanks that the Ukrainians need to expel Russia from Ukraine, which is the goal. What did I learn from meeting with Zelensky? There is no off ramp. The Ukrainians are not going to voluntarily give up any of the Ukraine to the Russian invaders. They're going to fight to the last person to expel Russia from all parts of the Ukraine. As soon as we buy into that as our goal, we will win this war. Mm -hmm. With the tanks, the Ukrainians are gonna beat the Russians. Without the tanks, this war is gonna go on and on. To the administration, let's get off our butt and give them tanks, like the British did, to the Germans. This is the first chance since World War II to prove to the world you're a force for good. You have an opportunity here to provide weaponry to an ally, the Ukraine, who's being denied their freedom. They're being raped and pillaged by the Russians. You can turn the tide of battle, Germany, if you choose to. It would be so embarrassing for all of us to go to Germany in the middle of February without the Germans having not given tanks to the Ukraine. It would make the Munich Security Conference a joke. Rise to the occasion, my German friends.
0: Right. Okay. It's Tuesday, 24 January in the year of the Lord, 2023. It's almost hard to even think about where to start. But since we're at signal, not noise, we're going to put it all in perspective. Uh, one of the key takeaways is, and I think Tucker's going to do more tonight, we're going to do some of it today, and then tomorrow we're going to have Rudy for an entire hour to go through the um, – uh, which is out of the bag and, and, and a kill shot for the Biden regime is this highly classified memo, uh, the 22 points that, that Hunter Biden in the laptop from hell gives to his partner Devin Archer – to lay out the entire strategic uh, and and foreshadowing uh, exactly what's going to happen in American involvement, the Western involvement, NATO involvement in the – because this was happening right after the Madin color revolution, right, where we changed out the, the CIA and Victoria Nuland changed out the democratically elected corrupt government, a democratically elected Putin puppet, but democratically elected, right, a Putin puppet. Uh, The one thing we couldn't get there because they don't want to talk about, it's all in the print, is, and this comes directly from this audience, is the uh, no more money for Ukraine. You heard Lindsey Graham with the pom-poms. By the way, Lindsey Graham in South Carolina on Saturday with Trump should have to buy a ticket in the nosebleed section. If he is behind stage with Trump, he is a cancer. And you see right there this insanity, pure insanity, of have wanted to expand in a, in a, in a, in a major land war uh, with the Russians. Milly, it's reported, Millie, uh Burns, I've got it up on Getter right now, uh, CIA Director Burns, uh, <laughs> Joint Chiefs of Staff, <clears throat> uh, Milley, actually go to Ukraine. And what they're talking about is trying to get Zelensky uh, to, uh, to stop uh, defending Bakhmut in the siege there to kind of give up the eastern part and to prepare for a massive spring offensive. This is the American strategy, a massive spring offensive focused on maneuver warfare, tank, armored warfare, where the, uh, where the Ukrainians would go and try to retake Crimea. CNN's reporting this. BBC's reporting this. I'm, uh, this, is, this is, we're just putting up what they're saying. To pivot away from holding these cities in the east and trying to stop the Russians from taking any more of eastern Russian-speaking Ukraine – and actually, with tanks, prepare for a ma- massive maneuver warfare offense into take back the Crimea. You heard Lindsey Graham right there. There is no off ramp. And in between, you heard the uh, the FBI's got a spy who was part of the an integral part of the of the of the Trump Russia hoax. Kash Patel's been outing this. So we got a lot to get to, including in- including the highly classified material that was given to Hunter Biden. The, the special counsel heard, that's all you ought to be focused on today. Drop everything else because everything else is just a sideshow right now. This email that was in the laptop from hell, it's in the laptop from hell. It clearly comes off a classified briefing that Biden got a few days before he left for the Ukraine in 2014, which got this entire administration, got the entire uh, Obama in the deep state rolling on the Ukraine plan. I, wonder, I got Monica Crowley. We got Steve Cortez. We got Ben Harnwell. We got Mike Davis. We're packed. All day today, I want to start with Monica. Monica, you were you're, you're uh, one of the great uh, geopolitical thinkers. Uh, you were very close to President Nixon, who was who was probably one of the smartest of all time. Uh, but you're also a senior executive for a uh, President Trump in the Treasury Department. You see what's going on throughout the world with with Brazil and Argentina. Everybody trying to get off the U.S. dollar as this war to, continues to metastasize. Give, give us your assessment on the investigations you see, the classified documents, uh, the crimes of, of Biden. And right now, and, and what we didn't have time to put in, and they, they don't only really have up, the corruption. You have the the minister of interior that all the police report to, you know, dies in an accidental helicopter crash. Uh-huh. Accidental helicopter crash last week. The guy that all the internal rep- security forces report to, he dies in an accident, quote, unquote. Now, all, all Zelensky is doing, because this audience said no more money, or MTG saying, hey, if you get any more money, it's got to have a full audit. All, all they're doing is, is, guy. oh, number one priority. The number one priority of Ukraine, the super number one priority is just anti-corruption. They're firing guys left and right on a new anti-corruption purge. Monica Crowley, make it make sense for us, ma'am.
7: Okay, I will do my best, Steve, and thank you for having me this morning. Um, look, when, whenever we talk about the regime, the deep state, and the multi-front war, that the, the multi-front assault coming to the United States, you have to keep in mind that it's all of a piece. We have a lot of moving parts here, but they're all rowing in the same direction. They're all moving in the same direction. Okay, so let's just stipulate that. Number two, let's stipulate that Joe Biden is the most corrupt president we have ever had, and it's not even close. Let's also stipulate that he and his son, Hunter Biden, as well as his brother, James Biden, they are the most blackmailable people on the face of the earth. And the fact that this man is now the president of the United States and the commander in chief, making decisions about our national security and foreign policy, perhaps introducing American soldiers into harm's way is completely outrageous and totally unacceptable. So once we have that baseline of information, now let's move into Hunter Biden, the classified document scandal and Ukraine, because again, it's all of a piece. Ukraine is a country of deep and profound corruption, of long standing. So it's no coincidence that the Biden family with the bag man, Hunter Biden, who was drug addled and incredibly vulnerable to all kinds of influences, was the Biden's key man in terms of bringing back tens of millions of dollars from this corrupt country. Notice that they didn't go to France, they didn't go to Italy, they went to Ukraine. So again, it's of a piece. Now we have this war in Ukraine, And the Biden family is now deeply in power. Obviously we've got Joe Biden as president making decisions about American foreign policy. In this this situation, which has become a massive international money laundering operation for the globalist ruling class, not just the U.S. elites, but also the globalists are cashing in hand over fist in this enterprise in Ukraine. So it is no coincidence that Joe Biden is not seeking a diplomatic end to this. Because look, he could just throw a switch, send to Anthony Blinken over there and begin talks. They don't want to because they're all enriching and empowering themselves through this war. And and everybody on the ground knows it. Shame on Lindsey Graham for continuing to try to stoke these fires.
0: Uh, Monica, hang on for one second. We've got Monica Crowley here with us this morning. One of the uh, smartest people in the world on these topics. Steve Cortez, who I think has a thought or two on this. Ben Harnwell from Rome. Mike Davis will join us. And then later in the hour, we're going to get into the real border that we're concerned about. The southern border of the United States of America and the invasion there. All in the war room. Stick around. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? More wasteful government spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bandon to nine eight nine eight nine eight and claim your free, no obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. And thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bandit to nine eight nine eight nine eight and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency.
8: Here's your host Stephen K. Bannon.
0: Okay, welcome back. Um, we are <laughs> we're jammed and we're gonna juggle a lot of balls today, but you're gonna get it all. Um, Cortez. Do you have a thought or two about uh, Lindsey Graham? No off ramp. We had to fully commit to a land war, and that's what he's talking about. You you introduce. You heard by the way in this time in the same time period where Hunter Biden's typing up uh, highly classified, top secret, compartmented briefings his father got and giving it to Devin Archer to give to people in Ukraine. Remember, and and Biden's heading over there after the uh, after the uh, revolution, where the color revolution we overthrew. A Putin puppet, but a democratically elected government. I right. uh, remember Captain Bannon tells you that instead of going to Afghanistan, they divert her immediately, her whole b- a battalion to go to uh, to take guess what? Abrams tanks <laughs> from the United mm-hmm. States to the Balkans to Ford deploy them. This is in 2014. Like Monica Crowley said, this is this. this didn't, they didn't think of this last night, ladies and gentlemen. They did not right. think of this last night. They've been working on this baby for a while. Steve Cortez, your thoughts. Lindsey
1: Graham is a uniparty hack. He is a committed globalist. I have no idea why President Trump wants to showpiece him and use him in his uh, the beginning of his campaign roadshow. You know, regarding the deployments of U.S. troops, Steve, we just got news that the 101st Airborne is going to be on the border of Ukraine. They're in Romania, right on the border of Ukraine. They're going to stay there for at least another nine months. Thousands of, of brave troops. Uh, from the U.S. Army, who should be back at Fort Campbell. They should be in Kentucky and Tennessee training and living with their families. Instead, another nine months on the border of Ukraine. Think about how absolutely dangerous this situation is as people like Lindsey Graham continue to stoke escalation. They are maximalists who only oh, want escalation in Ukraine.
0: Because Mo, 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 went to the, Mo went to Iraq out of Fort Campbell with the 101st. This is the first time since WW2 uh, that Monica will confirm to me when she comes back on that the Screaming Eagles have ever been forward deployed in Europe. Ladies and gentlemen, right. get the joke here. The, the, the powers that be right now, you don't send a CIA director and a, and, a, and a chairman of the Joint Chiefs to a non-allied country. Remember, they're not allies. to give them briefings and to basically tell them you've got to pivot to a bigger, larger tank warfare Maneuver warfare, which is extraordinarily complicated, as every veteran knows, you, you, to pivot—not trained, right on any of these tanks, not trained on any of these tanks—but you're going to pivot to a spring offensive to take back Crimea, to <laughs> Sevastopol, and the uh, Yalta, right? That's what you're the right. Russians think they got a stake there to take. These guys haven't moved them off a yard yet in eastern Ukraine. They're going to take Crimea. This is as can you hear Lindsey Graham with the pom poms out nonstop, Steve Cortez.
1: Yes, and by the way, if I can also connect the dots here, not only is this incredibly reckless and dangerous, awful for our national security, because of course, there is no definable vital U.S. national security interest in where the eastern border, which has been movable over decades, where that border should lie. There's no U.S. interest. But on top of that, Steve, we can't afford this madness. We are borrowing these mountains of money that US taxpayers on the hook to repay to send over to escalate this war in Ukraine. Steve, just today as you came to air, we got out new data, the PMI Purchasing Managers Index from s and and it was miserable once again. It was 46.6 on services. Anything below 50 is contraction, meaning recession. on manufacturing, that is the seventh straight month below 50. And by the way, to also connect the dots between the domestic U.S. economy and what's going on in Europe, European PMI, surprised to the upside, it got back above 50. They are expanding, and we are spending more than the entirety of the EU on Ukraine. Think about that. While the United States is in recession, while our economy is the worst in the industrial world, according to PMI, not my opinion, the worst in the world, the only country that comes close to being as bad as the U.S. is the U.K., sadly. The two countries that used to lead the world in almost every respect uh, are now the basket cases of the industrialized world. So that's the reality. It's terrible for our national security. It's risky. It's dangerous. On top of it, we can't afford this nonsense, Steve.
0: We're going to talk about uh, Polico has got an amazing story about this audience. About the Senate is kind of waving off on on the debt uh, the ceiling discussion because quote unquote they took too much heat and they and they had to uh, to push forward the one point seven trillion dollars. But everybody knows we can't afford any of this. This is why Ukraine the money there's got to be cut off to zero until negotiations start. Monica Crowley, uh, you said it's all of a piece. Continue on with that with that logic because it's uh, it's brilliant. I think it helps the audience start to comprehend what's going on because the way the news media is just pop, 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 and Zelensky's, you know, Churchill yeah. uh in a hoodie, ma'am. <laughs>
7: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the propaganda press loves to compartmentalize stories to keep you distracted and thinking that all of these things are siloed, when in fact they're not. They're all moving together, and especially when you're dealing with a deeply corrupt president like Joe Biden and his son, who are hip deep in the Ukrainian situation. And now with the classified document uh, scandal, look, Steve, we would not know about these Biden classified documents if the deep state didn't want us to know. They want us to know because Joe Biden, the useful idiot, has now outlived his usefulness and they want him gone. So they're gonna leverage this and and make no mistake, you wouldn't know about it if they weren't moving in this direction. When you pair it now with Ukraine, look, remember the movie, Wag the Dog? (laughs) And uh, it was applied in in many cases to Bill Clinton, who was in deep political trouble here at home even long before Monica Lewinsky. But the premise is that a president who is in deep political uh, trouble here at home will create or stoke or escalate an international conflict in order to distract from his problems here at home and try to rally the American people back in support of him. And I think what, what you're seeing here is this long-standing now war with Ukraine where they, they cannot believe, Steve, the White House, the regime, the military industrial complex, the transnational organizations, all of these players cannot believe that this war has not already escalated because they've thrown everything at it. They've made every argument in order to try to draw this thing out, draw the United States into a more escalated position. So they can't believe that it hasn't happened. And this Crimea move and and all of this conversation coming from Lindsey Graham and so many of the other players, There are different motivations here, but it's again, it's all of a piece. They are throwing whatever they have at this thing to try to draw the United States into uh, a, a more intense kind of role and provoke World War III. They can't believe it hasn't already happened. But again, You know, it's less about the strategic parts of this Ukraine war, and it's more about the economic and power moves of this Ukrainian war. And now we've got the political element here at home where Joe Biden, in deep political trouble uh, from his own side, they want him gone, may pull a lever um, to escalate U.S. involvement in Ukraine. This is a very dangerous moment.
0: Monica, how do people get to your podcast and how do they get to your writings?
7: Uh, thank you, Steve. Podcast is the Monica Crowley podcast, available three days a week, wherever you get your podcast Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. There it is. So please go check it out. We talk about all the issues that matter, and we have some fun, too. And on social media, Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore, and Twitter, true and social at Monica Crowley.
0: Monica, thank you. Honored to have you on here.
7: Always a pleasure, Steve. Let's Thanks. play
0: the... Um... Thank you, ma'am. I'm one of the smartest thinkers out there. Let's play. I want to play the. I want to play before I bring in Mike Davis. Let's play the uh, t- the the Miranda Devine Tucker. Go go ahead. Go ahead and play it. Your column today is so amazing. Everybody's got to read it. But the point of this, just real quickly, this twenty-two point memo. You make this brilliant assessment that that it was an email sent by Hunter. It's the only email if you've looked through thousands of these things. It looks like it's it's reflective and smart. It looks like it was taken from a highly classified document ma'am uh, are you are you in concurrence with that
3: Well yeah I mean it certainly he's he's been given a very deep strategic briefing with information that wasn't on the public record so uh you know how classified that was who knows this is a week before his father travels to Ukraine um this is an uncharacteristically uh, you know, intelligent, lengthy, well-informed email to his business partner Devin Archer, who he this was around the time that he and Devin Archer got onto the board of that corrupt Ukrainian energy company Burisma, that was paying Hunter eighty three thousand dollars a month just to sit on the board when he had no, uh, you know, credentials to do that, um, and they cut his pay in half when his father ceased to be. Um, vice president. So it's pretty obvious what they were paying him for. And this is at the time when he's wanting to prove his bona fides to show that he's he's worth $83,000 a month. So he gets hold of this information. And it looks like uh, it certainly has the flavor of an official briefing, maybe even a classified one.
2: There's a lot going on here. And in the mountain of reporting on this, one thing struck out to us, and it's from Miranda Devine piece in The New York Post today. And in it, she quotes from a long email that Hunter Biden sent to his business partner in 2014 before a trip to Ukraine. And that email makes it very clear that Hunter Biden was reading classified information he got from his father in violation, clear violation of federal law. It's very obviously true. And if it be proven true, and we think it can be proven true, they're done.
0: Uh, Mike Davis, we got 30 seconds here and we're going to go to break. Uh, Is Tucker right, if we can prove this is a highly classified document he gave Hunter Biden, is he done, sir?
8: Absolutely. It's stolen classified information that Biden is using to line his family's pockets.
0: You, uh, there's there's no doubt in your mind uh, as a lawyer that's familiar with this, uh, the types of security we're talking about this is, I tell you what, I'm going to hold for the answer until we're going to go to a short break we got Mike Davis, we have Cortez we have Ben over who's following this corruption, remember nothing happens randomly the accident in the helicopter with the interior minister and then all of a sudden there's a purge of all the corrupt officials, just the corrupt officials they're only getting rid of the corrupt ones Because they understand this audience will not tolerate any more money into the charnel house, no more cash into the charnel house of Ukraine. None. How about zero? All next in the war room. Friends, you know as well as I do, the institutions we used to trust are collapsing. When things hit the fan, and trust me, they will, you need to rely on yourself no one else is coming to save you. That's why I've invested in emergency food from My Patriot Supply, and you should too. Right now, if you go to mypatriotsupply.com, you'll get their new lower pricing on three month emergency food kits. These kits give you breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks that average over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one kit for each person in your family. Your alternative is to stand in long government food lines. Do you want that? Does your family want that? Now listen, time is not on your side. Go to mypatriotsupply.com and save $200 on your three-month emergency food kits while you still can. These kits are in stock, and they ship fast, and they ship free. They arrive in unmarked boxes, too, so nobody knows you have food. You'll thank your lucky stars for that when the time comes to use them. Now go to MyPatriotSupply.com while you can. That is MyPatriotSupply.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bass. Okay. Um, what is quite evident is that this regime, unless they're stopped, and this audience is going to have to stop them. There's a huge article up in Politico um, If we if the guys in Denver can just pull that for a second, a huge article on Politico yesterday about how Mitch McConnell in the Senate are waving off on really any involvement in the in the debt ceiling negotiation. I say McCarthy at yours and and the buried lead is Kramer in North Dakota said, hey, uh, he he called in so many favors. We took so many hits from our from our voters. That would be you calling up and lighting them up. He says, nobody's got any more juice left for this. It says he can't do it. it. Says he can't, he could not get 60 votes to move anything through that does not have the full backing of the of the House, and particularly the Freedom Caucus. So they can't do it. They play, can't play any games. Can't do anything of Democrats. See, this whole thing about getting 10 moderates, Clyburn's about getting eight moderates, all depends upon a pliant Senate. It's because of you. You lit these guys up. Did we win that one? No. But remember, in warfare, it's every battle's got a purpose, okay? You serve this purpose so far. And this gets back to Cortez. It's insanity that we're sitting here having this discussion about a non-sustainable financial pro- – here's the thing. You can't, you can't just continue it. This is where we got them. You can't – show me the model. Show me the plan because we're not just talking about the, the money we owe. It's the discretionary spending every year, and we're not going to raise the debt ceiling one penny. And by, we're gonna break Biden. And they're gonna to have to come to the table and then negotiate the first step in a negotiation. The first step is show us the show us the model. We're not gonna negotiate when we don't know what your math is. Show us your math of what you believe cash tax receipts coming in versus uh you know the, the waterfall or the prioritization of payments. I understand they hate that term, but baby, that's what it is. Okay? That's step one. Steve Cortez. Uh, you do this for a living. Can, can we afford a third world war? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the, the, I said last night, uh, you know, Montgomery and Patton, who had no love loss for themselves, who fought, you know, from Market Garden, North uh, Montgomery and Patton in the South, uh, if you had told them that we were contemplating 70 or 80 years later a land war near Stalingrad and Kursk in, the, in, the, in, in, near, in you know, basically Russian territory, <clears throat> that we were con- considering a land war, they would look like, have you lost your mind? Right. Are, you, are you absurd? This is exactly what American foreign <laughs> policy was. Steve Cortez.
1: Yeah, that, that we want to go fight in the bloodlands? Uh, no thank you. No vital U.S. national security interest is at stake. Clearly, what we have is a compromised and incredibly politically weak president in the Oval Office, who is massively escalating the conflict with great risk to the United States, as we talked about previously, forward-deployed troops, the 101st Airborne, over there in Europe for the first time since World War II. On top of it, not only is it reckless and dangerous, no, we cannot afford it, particularly because of what Joe Biden has done to this economy and what he is doing to our debt scenario right now. And I can show this by the way with a a capital markets reflection. If I can tie this back, this geopolitical situation back into capital markets, if we can show chart number one, please. This will show you what it's almost an X of these two stocks. In the red uh, is retailers. That is the retailer's ETF, the exchange traded funds that puts all the big retailers into one ticker, which is the XRT. As you can see on that chart, uh, it is definably downward. That chart goes back a year and a half. The world has been terrible for the US consumer. That is reflected in the stocks of the retailers. Now, the stock that is climbing consistently over the last year and a half is in the blue there. That is Lockheed Martin, the defense giant. Just came out with earnings today, which is the reason I thought this was appropriate to show. Lockheed Martin blew out its earnings. Not very surprising if you're paying attention to what the Biden regime and the Davos set are doing. They had $18.99 billion in revenue. Expectations were for 18.27. So they massively beat. Uh, To give you the percentages, and for the folks who are only listening, in the last year and a half, XRT, the retailers, the retail sector of the United States, down 27%. Okay, A bear market and then some, and then a lot, down 27%. Lockheed Martin, over that same period, up 24%. It is up almost exactly as much as the retailers are down, which is why that chart unfortunately forms basically an X. And what that chart shows you, what that X shows you is Where are the priorities of permanent Washington, of the Washington war machine? With defense contractors for one thing, but are they with Main Street? No, not at all. More than willing to risk American lives potentially at some point, but also willing to absolutely squish the American economy and pile on more debt, borrow more money to escalate a needless war, uh, and, and pile more debt upon an already totally unsustainable economic model now that interest rates are rising. Okay, we got away with this profligacy previously because of what the Federal Reserve and other central banks around the world were doing, but we knew that that was going to end at some point. Well, it is ending with abandon right now. So we can't afford it. It's incredibly reckless and dangerous. And our focus should be on the American economy, should be going and getting Main Street in America resuscitated economically, not on escalating a war in Eastern Europe.
0: Cortez, hang on for one second. We're we'll bringing back in Mike Davis. Cortez has some pretty harsh words. Mike Davis, from the evidence that you have seen so far, do you believe Joe Biden and, uh, and, and people around him, his family, or do you agree with Monica Crowley and Steve Cortez? Do you believe they're compromised by what you've seen, sir?
8: Absolutely. Do, you, do, you think, do we think that people are spending you know, $80,000 a month to hire Hunter Biden for his strategic genius on anything other than cracking and, and hookers? I mean, it's obvious they're they're compromised. It's obvious with this 22 point email that Miranda Devine uh, exposed that uh, that Hunter is using classified information on Ukraine to to help the Biden family line their pockets.
0: How big a deal? Tucker's going to have more on it tonight. Uh, We're going to have some more. We're going to have Rudy on tomorrow to go through details of it. This 22 point memo. And if you if you've gotten into the laptop from hell. Most of it is Hunter setting up, you know, with with these business guys, arrangements, the mathematics and back of it, very short or about the girls or the drugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is so outside of that. It's long. It's detailed. Quite frankly, it is stuff you go, wow, I didn't know that. And that means this this clearly came from a, a, a classified briefing. I just want to make sure, Mike, because the audience holds you in su- such high regard. If and this should be where her is all over. This is all he should be doing today. If you can prove that this came off of classified briefings or classified material that Biden had, was briefed on prior to his trip as vice president to Ukraine, and that Hunter Biden looked at that, saw it, or was debriefing it somehow and put that in that memo, is uh, how serious an offense is that, Mike Davis?
8: Well, it, well President Biden would have to resign. if if, that, if they can prove this, if you can link... The stolen classified documents, to uh, this document and lining the Bidens' pockets, making millions of dollars off of their uh, stolen classified intel on Ukraine, he'd have to resign. This is this is what gets uh, much less than this gets sent people gets people sent to prison. There was a woman who was just sent to prison for merely uh, she was she was working for the military in Hawaii, and she took classified documents from. Uh, Her office to her home. There was no evidence that she misused the documents; that she just transported them. The Biden Justice Department had her put in prison. So, if you're going to put someone in prison for just transporting documents from your office to your home, no evidence of misuse. What's the crime? What's the espionage crime if you're stealing classified documents and using it to make millions of dollars for your family? Biden would have to resign. They would. There would be criminal charges.
0: I, I just I want to make sure you're saying you skipped the whole impeachment thing. This was something that the Uniparty would come together. He would have to leave. This is the uh, a Nixon type resignation situation in your mind. You don't go through some big one year drawn out impeachment inquiry or anything like that. This is so blatant, so black and white. This would lead you in your thinking that this would force a
8: resignation immediately? Well, they're barely defending him now. The Democrats are barely defending him now. If they, If, if this came out that Biden used... Uh, that, that Hunter Biden used stolen classified records to, for this 22-point uh, presentation to, to make money in Ukraine for the Biden family? There's no, question that, there's no question that people like Dick Durbin would call on Joe Biden to resign.
0: Mike, one more thing before I let you go. We're going to get the timeline for people so they understand this. And this gets to the key point that Mike Davis has brought up from day one, and particularly from the afternoon of 8 August. Don't ever forget 8 August. The Jack raid by the FBI down in lago Mike Davis, as uh, one of the original people that was brought in by the great Bob Costello and Rudy Giuliani to look at the laptop from hell because of the CCP, the obviously massive financial compromise by the Chinese Communist Party, the Biden family. This laptop from hell was in the possession of Christopher Ray and Bill Barr, in December of 2019, Christopher Ray and the FBI and Bill Barr and the DOJ people and all the counterintelligence everything, they knew when they went through this laptop, because they went through it, they knew immediately that that 22-point uh, memo came off of classified intelligence. Why, in your mind, has the FBI and the DOJ not done this earlier? Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warner Bernie Sanders would have been the nominee in before Iowa, before New Hampshire in December of 2019, before the primary season really got kicked off underway by the Democrats. Uh, Christopher Ray at the FBI, Bill Barr DOJ had this had the laptop with all the teams they've gotten, all the sophistications, it doesn't take a rocket science to see that memo right away and understand it came off of uh, classified material. Why did DOJ and FBI? We're now in January of 2023. Why did they not
8: move immediately, sir? Because the FBI is corrupted to its core. You have these people at the in the FBI leadership in Washington D.C. and the key field offices, like the Washington field office, in, in addition to the headquarters, who are Democrat operatives who use their positions of power to to go after. Trump and people who oppose the uniparty regime, and then they use their power to protect the Bidens, the Obamas, the Clintons, anyone uh, who's part of that uniparty regime. So the the FBI is corrupted. Wouldn't it be nice if uh, House Republicans controlled the the Committee of Jurisdiction over the Justice Department, the House Judiciary Committee. Oh, wait, I, I thought we just won back the House of Representatives, and we've known for since November November 8th that we won back the House of Representatives. What, Here we what, are two and a half months later, and we still is, have an investigation. What,
0: what What is Jim Jordan waiting for, right? Given the information that's come out the last 48 hours, what, what is Jim Jordan waiting for? There should be subpoenas flying all over the city this morning, everywhere including what, what, getting Bill Barr and Chris. Remember, I just want everybody to understand something here. We I mean, talk about the deep state, the administrative state. This was on Trump's this was Trump's attorney general and handpicked uh, head of the FBI. This was in December of 19 after they'd already come after after the apparatus had already come after Trump. Why are subpoenas not flying right now? Uh, Mike Davis.
8: Well, well, d- well, don't worry because we have Robert Hur on the case. Robert Hur, the protege of Chris Ray, and Rod Rosenstein and James Comey is the special counsel investigating all this. So the the lawyer for the deep state, the longtime lawyer for the deep state, is investigating all this. So everything's going to be fine. Jim Jordan needs to start issuing subpoenas. We've we know he can tweet. He's proven that for many years that he can tweet. Let's see if he can if he can issue a subpoena here because I think it's important for the House Judiciary Committee, the committee with oversight responsibilities over the Justice Department, to get moving. Remember we had to hurry up and uh, and elect Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House so we didn't slow down the oversight agenda in the House of Representatives. Where the hell's the oversight agenda? Where are the subpoenas, Jim Jordan?
0: Mike, give me your social media. Where do people go to follow you?
8: article3project.org, article3project.org, at article3project, and my personal is MRDDMIA. Thank you, Steve.
0: Thank you, brother. We move Todd Benzman to the night. We're going to get uh, Ben Harnwell, Matt Gates, Steve Cortez next in the war room. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon,
5: B-A-N-N-O-N.
6: Getter has arrived.
5: The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now
2: you see what i mean if laszlo's presence
9: in the cafe can inspire this unfortunate demonstration what more will his presence in casablanca bring on I advise that this place be shut up at once. But everybody's having such a good time. Yes, much too good a time. The place is to be closed. But I've no excuse to close it. Find one. Everybody's to leave here immediately. This cafe is closed until further notice. Clear the room at once. How can they close me up? On what ground? I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Everybody out at once.
0: I cannot believe there's gambling going on in this establishment. Uh, Ben Hardenwell, corruption in the Ukraine. We've talked about this from even before this war started. Uh, And now, because this audience has said, hey, with the fight over Kevin McCarthy, no more money for Ukraine. And MTG came up and said, hey, we must audit. We must audit Ukraine. All of a sudden, Ben... All they're talking about in uh, Ukraine is this huge purge of all the corrupt officials, that that zero tolerance, zero, remember that concept, zero tolerance, zero tolerance for uh, for corruption among the oligarchs. Ben Harnwell from Rome.
9: Well, speaking, I think, on behalf of the whole war room posse, Steve, we're shocked, shocked that this corruption going on in Ukraine. Um, basically, the headline facts here is a dozen or so people have been dismissed or have resigned. Um, the Ukraine defence minister is under fire. His deputy has uh, has resigned. Three deputies, ministers for uh, communities and territories have all resigned. Um, but most interestingly, look, we said, right, we said all along that this grift is going to be about the, the amount of money that can, that's passing through the president's office. So interesting. And this one, I mean, I won't bother listing all the names because they're all unpronounceable. But here, Kirillo Tymoshenko, who's the deputy chief of staff for Zelensky, he's also resigned. We have said right from the beginning that this is all about taking the slice. The temp- we, we call the president of Ukraine Volodymyr Temposensky for a reason. It's all about taking a slice of all the money that is passing through the president's office. And this is how high the corruption goes. But Steve, let's, let's just uh, unpack this one moment, because whilst it is true that the whole of the Ukrainian regime is riven with corruption, there's something more going on here. And I think you were absolutely correct to mention um, the name of the, um, the interior minister, Denis Monas. Uh, who was killed in the helicopter, helicopter crash last week. Now, interesting, Steve, that to this day, the Ukrainian government hasn't offered an explanation. If it were the case that this helicopter just stopped working and fell out of the sky, and that is possible because the helicopter was made in France. It, it would have been to miss a PR coup for the, for Zelensky not to blame the Russians for that. He hasn't done. Why not? Why not blame the Russians? He was there crying his eyes out on Saturday at the funeral. Why not blame the Russians? Perhaps it's because the ambiguity of the situation is absolutely what is necessary at this moment. Why? Because just like in the CCP, where they execute people for corruption, when everybody is corrupt. What's going on here? It's a purge, Steve. It's an old-fashioned purge under the pretext of anti-corruption, because he wants to keep all of his Western sugar daddies on side. And why now? What's what's going on in in the regime? Well, using our good old-fashioned Kremlinology here, it would appear to be that, there, that the opposition is now reached such a level to the way Zelensky is running this war that his position is now uh, becoming untenable, especially if, if as you've been saying, the Americans... Close the, uh, close the, the spigots on, on the cash coming in um, because the whole reason for, for, for this regime's existence now is, is war and the grift that goes on the back of that. If the money stops, then basically the country is smashed to smithereens and there's no reason for 10% to be sitting at the top, at the top of the apex. So what I would suggest is going on here is a, is a purge because the resistance to his regime has now reached that level.
0: Um, the, um, there's also a difference in strategy here right now. You've had the head of the CIA, you've had the head of the, uh, you've had head of the CIA, you've had the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, you've had all this, uh, you had all this, uh, you know, in Kiev last week, talking strategy, Zelensky for a whole bunch of reasons, right? Wants to hold, uh, uh, keep the siege warfare going in Bakhmut, uh, and the Americans, are sitting there saying that we'll provide tanks and other equipment to have, a, uh, to have a, um, a, uh, a broader offensive in the spring against Crimea. How big a deal is this going to be, Ben?
9: Well, you know, the, the thing here that absolutely terrified me was Boris Johnson a couple of d- days ago over the weekend um, participating in Switzerland with all of his fellow Davostitutes. He, and what authority, it was never made clear, pledged uh, c- continuing existence on behalf of the UK to the Ukraine regime. But said, interestingly, that Putin is not going to resort to nuclear weapons. And the question is, obviously, well, how do you know this? If, if your whole shtick, sociopathic overlords, is that Putin is crazy, and if your whole shtick is that he's about to d- – is he dead? Is he still is alive? Is he going to die? If you're going to push a guy who's crazy – who's right? got nothing less left to live for into a corner, what does he have left to lose by, uh, by taking the whole thing down with him? He'd ha- he would have absolutely nothing to lose if those criteria were true. Of course, if they weren't true, I mean, the, the, the reason we're saying he's crazy is because we don't want to sit down and negotiate with him. But if, that, if that's the situation, you've got to ask yourself, Boris Johnson and all of his fellow um, Davos prostitutes this is the degree to which they need to be loved and adored. They will risk nuclear ben, war. Ben,
0: ben, just hang, just, ben, just hang on for a second. Uh, we're going to take a short 90-second comm- break. Cortez, Ben Harnwell, we're going to go out to California in just a second.